4: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
2: there's going to be a lot of hugging a lot of slow dancing in the crowded jazz fest when chris stapleton does tennessee whiskey chris stapleton one of the 2024 artists for jazz fest 2024 It's going to be awesome. We're continuing to feature uh, some of the music with our our bumper music of the 2024 Jazz Fest lineup. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. It's Thursday. You've heard we're heading toward a chilly weekend, but the weekend is almost here. Pelicans killed it last night, um, beating the Hornets, 132 to 112. Great victory. Um, B.I. was amazing. I mean, the crowd loved him. He had a triple-double. And, again, one thing that's really impressing me about the Pelicans this year is the defense. You know, there's so much emphasis on scoring and the three-pointers. You know, I, I remember a time when in, in the NBA, you, you know, you'd work on the inside and, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd go for those layups whenever you had a chance. Now, I mean, they always push the ball back to, to shoot for threes. And, man, if a team's hot doing threes, it's, it's really awesome. But sometimes they get cold and there's just a a lot of boinks out there. So anyway, uh, the Pelicans are are really hot and the Phoenix Suns come to town with Kevin uh, Durant tomorrow night in the Smoothie King Center. So uh, that's worth supporting. They are hot. Um, Tucker Carlson. How do you feel about Tucker Carlson possibly being Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate? Don Jr. appeared on one of those uh, wacky conservative uh, cable news shows. And he said that uh, Tucker Carlson may be picked by his dad as a vice presidential running mate. I'm, I want to talk about the uh, the video of the shooting in the CBD that took place yesterday. We'll get to that in just a moment. But let's get uh, let's get Ian back in here to, to yeah. do another uh, live Facebook video. Oh, we're going to check on how's the toilet, our toilet paper. paper looking. Okay, yeah, I'm coming if, in. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about how it has now been decided that the crew of Tucks one of the quirky uh, parades from the very beginning. They were very unconventional. There are more of them now. But the crew of Tux was the the original uh, quirky parade. And they throw toilet paper. And people were upset about this being up in the trees. And and I always thought that toilet paper, where do you put toilet paper? I mean, you put it in the toilet. It goes right down the toilet. And I would think that it's very biodegradable or at least um, very uh, sewer friendly, I, I would think. So somebody said it's really not that biodegradable. So uh, last hour, we took um, I, I took a, a piece of toilet paper from our, our stall in the, in the bathroom here, and uh, I'm sorry that somebody was in there at the time. But anyway, um, I, I put it in this little uh, styrofoam a plate of, of water, and that was at about uh, 140 or so. Was that like right? 130. 130? 120? Okay. So it's been a little over 30 minutes. So we're going to go live on Facebook right now. And get an update on this. Ian Hoke is, is doing that. It's on uh, Scoot on the Air Facebook, which is an extension of our show. So you ready to go live? Three, two, one, let me know. Okay, we're live on Facebook. Welcome to Scoot on the Air Facebook. And if you haven't joined me here, I, I hope you will, uh, because I, I really want your input. Uh, there's a lot of wacky people who have really just extreme, bizarre views, and they post. And I would love to have you on Scoot on the Air Facebook to to counter some of those Wacky post. All right, so let's check the toilet paper. It's been uh, about forty minutes, and it's been soaking in this water. And here it is. All right, well, it's uh, it's not totally dissolved, but I mean, look how look how pliable. I mean, it's 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 falling apart. So, I mean, it seems to me that this could go down a drain. I mean, I'm I'm barely I'm barely touching it, and it's falling apart. So. It seems to me, this is uh, far from a real scientific experiment, but it seems to me that toilet paper is not harming our storm drains. Now, if you have added information that you would like to add to this, this is fine. But if toilet paper were that bad for the the sewage areas, why do we put it in the toilet paper? I mean, why do we put it in the the, the toilet? It's called toilet paper. So anyway, I mean, it looks pretty... I mean, that's just going right down. I, I don't think it's a problem. So anyway... Mardi Gras 2024, Croftucks, toilet paper again. Go, guys! Happy Mardi Gras. Okay, let's. Um, I, I want to talk for just a minute about the um, about the shooting. That was um, a, a block away from where I live. It, it was on actually maybe a half a block. It was a corner away from where I used to live downtown. And you know, when I moved back here, I loved living downtown. Because when I moved away from New Orleans in '96, I guess it was '95, uh, '96. The city was, the city was terrible. There were over 430 murders in '95, and it was a really bad year. And no, people didn't live downtown. Well, people started moving downtown. When I moved back, downtown had become a residential area. And I loved it. There was the Rouse's downtown and so many businesses downtown were not just for workers or for tourists, they were for residents. And there were a lot of residencies downtown. I moved for two reasons. One reason is um, the selfish owners of the building that I lived in, after COVID, they got really selfish and they took this historic building and they really turned it over to, um, they just really turned it over to anybody and everybody. And there were people living there for practically nothing. And so somebody like me was paying full rent. It really wasn't fair because uh, there were a lot of good people in the building, but there were a lot of people who were there to just trash the building. It's a historic building, and it was getting trashed. But the main reason I moved out is because I just didn't feel safe in the Central Business District any longer. There were too many of these these shootings. You know, I had been been jumped. I had been hit by a motorcycle, ended up in the hospital. Um, Things happened to me. But I still wasn't moving from downtown. And my son, family members, friends, you got to get out of downtown. I know I stayed. After being attacked and after being hit by a motorcycle, I stayed downtown. But then I started noticing things really changing. And it was because of this new influx of residents. And I'm just being honest. I'm telling you about first-hand experience. I saw it happen. The percentages of the population downtown were almost the same but there was a new there was a new um there was a new resident living downtown and their friends were coming downtown to hang out with them and while everybody's free to hang out these were people who were seemingly prone to bad behavior and i saw it on the sidewalks every day i saw the change firsthand this is not my opinion i mean you would see it too and so here is the shooting in the CBD just uh, around the corner from, from where I lived. and I, I mean there were times I heard gunshots sitting in my apartment. And some people in New Orleans hear that you know all the time. Well, it was unusual for me. And so police were tracking this truck and this truck um, apparently was uh, targeting some, some suspects, and it was a targeted shoot. And so a lot of people were happy that it was a targeted shoot. It wasn't a random shooting. The problem is, is that these thugs, they don't practice, they don't, they don't like go to the range, not that I know of. They don't go to a shooting range and practice shooting. Many of them don't even know how to hold a gun when you're, when you're shooting. They, they, they imitate what they see on TV because that's their, that's their training. The problem is, is that innocent people get, get hit and killed sometimes when The bad people are targeting the bad people. If the bad people shot the bad people, what's the problem? There's no problem. The problem is when the bad people try to shoot the bad people and they shoot and kill the good people in the process. That's not good. So, um, until, until the city gets a grip on addressing the real problem with guns and the real problem with thug punk mentality the city's going to continue to deteriorate. and i'm sorry if that is reality, but that is reality. and too often it's blending into tourism. so that shooting in broad daylight just goes to show you the it you know i you know people call it a brazen mentality, it almost might be an ignorant mentality that they're like too dumb to even know how dangerous it is or too dumb to understand how how um, how uh, threatening it is. So it's just, it's something that shouldn't happen. And it and it, does, it doesn't happen that often. That's certainly fortunate. But there is that mentality out there. And it's, uh, it's scary. And, and I tell you, I moved out to West End. And there's crime everywhere. There's crime nearby in Lakeview. There's, there's been crime in, in, in my neighborhood. I'm not happy about that. But there's crime everywhere. I'm not naive. But I, I have never looked back. I've never looked back to, m- to moving out of downtown. I still live in New Orleans. But it, it is so peaceful in West End that I just, I realize how much I put up with and how scary it was in those final few years that I, I lived downtown. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okunard Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. We've also been talking about political stereotypes. It kind of started on the show yesterday when we were talking about electric vehicles. And it kind of came up that, you know, you drive an electric vehicle, you drive a Tesla, people think you're a liberal. And that's not true. Because we had like conservatives and registered Republicans call yesterday and say, yeah, I, I love my Tesla. Political stereotypes are there, but they're not fair. You drive an electric car, you're liberal. Not necessarily. You have guns, you're a conservative. Not necessarily. You support the Palestinian people, you're a liberal. Not necessarily. What are some of the other political stereotypes that maybe you're breaking? The Oakenheart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to uh, Mr. Z in West Hey, Mr. Z, welcome to the show.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm responding to that very question uh, uh, because I am a liberal in my mind, in my hopes, in my dreams. uh, And and I'm proud of it. I mean, Jesus was a liberal, you know.
2: Uh, Argument can uh, certainly uh, be made, yeah.
3: So, so, uh, but I own guns. Well, not, I mean, I've owned guns my whole life. I grew up in Louisiana, you know, duck hunting. I I wasn't particularly good at it or loved it or anything, but it was, it was bonding. You know, you get, you go with your father out in a duck blind at four o'clock in the morning at, you know, below zero and you, (laughs) and you drink a couple shots of whiskey and you hope you shoot a duck, you know, but, uh, uh, but it was bonding. It was great, great to grow up in Louisiana I, I spent 31 years in Southern California, and I lost my winter jeans. So I don't do anything like that anymore. <laughs> but uh, it, it was wonderful growing up in Louisiana. And I see, love your show.
2: Also, well, thank you for that. Also, the fact that you are a liberal living in West Wego, because the perception is if you live in West Wego, you're a conservative. And that's not true.
3: Oh, I'm bumping into that. I'm bumping into that. But I had a good friend who uh, knew I was going back to Southern California and uh, he said, no, I got a place for you to live, uh, West Wego. And, and uh, it's the only city in the continental United States with a full sentence for a name, you know, West <laughs> Wego. So I said, I got, I got, I got to give that a try. And Holge Carmichael wrote uh, the Upper Lazy River here in West Wego with a West Wego resident. So, and there's two empty theaters sitting there, uh, uh, two blocks away from, and I'm a theater director. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang in here.
2: Well, good for you, because West Wego needs people like you, and, and I'm, I'm glad we got a little history lesson on, uh, on West Wego. Mr. Z, I'm glad you're listening to our show, and uh, thanks for calling in. If you want to join us, Absolutely. the Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. What are some of the other, um, what are some of the other stereotypes? Um, if you're black, if you're an African-American, you're liberal. You're a Democrat. Not necessarily. If you're gay, you're liberal. Not necessarily. I mean, years ago, uh, I'm mean, in the early 90s, I, I remember talking about the log cabin Republicans. It was a, it's a it, well, it still exists today, log cabin Republicans. It's a group of gay Republicans, and they are politically active. They're, they're, they're activists for being conservative and being gay. So I, I love breaking down political stereotypes, and having this conversation helps us um, think about how ridiculous it is for us to... Uh, to political um, stereotype people. All right, if you're on hold, stay with us. We'll get to more of your calls and more of your texts coming up. Of the people that have been announced for Jazz Fest 2024, this may be my favorite. I'm looking forward to the Stones. Seen them before, want to see them again, loving the Stones coming, loving some of these other groups. But I am really looking forward to the Killers. These guys are awesome. <laughs> Man, that is amazing. (laughs) Somebody told me that you had a boyfriend that looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. Gotta love it. Really looking forward to the killers coming for uh, Jazz Fest 2024. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL.
4: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
2: if you were with me on this day january the 18th of 2016 you know what we were talking about we were talking about the death of glenn fry one of the founders with don henley of the eagles don henley in the 80s went on to have a really strong solo career but this is the day after a life of living sex, drugs, and rock and roll that um, Glenn Fry died at the age of 67. And my friend Rhonda Shear, who's an actress from this area, she, um, we, we, Rhonda and I dated dated for a while. Um, Rhonda also had a, had a date with uh, Glenn Fry and, and she told me the story about going into his um, his house, and there was a, mount, a mountain of cocaine on the, the coffee table. And obviously that was, um, you know, one of the issues. I mean, that stuff will kill you. I mean, I'm lucky to be alive today because, you know, back in the 80s, like a lot of people, I, um, you know, did a little coke. Not proud of it, but I'm just honest with, with who I am. All right. Listen, before we get back to uh, your calls and text messages about political stereotypes and other things we're, we're talking about, former President Donald Trump uh, was threatened with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial after he repeatedly ignored a warning to keep quiet when talking about columnist E. Jean Carroll, uh, who's testified. And, and then also Donald Trump was like banging on the table.
3: Carroll said Trump shattered her reputation after she accused him of sexual abuse in the 1990s. A jury backed her claim. This case involves damages. Trump could be heard saying things to his lawyers like, it's a witch hunt and it really is a con job. Judge Lewis Kaplan told the former president to stop being disruptive outside court
2: this is a person I have no idea until this happened obviously I have no idea who she was and nor could I care less.
3: Trump also ripped Kaplan on social media while
2: the judge denied a request that he step aside from the case. I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. Carol says her worries about her personal
3: safety led her to buy bullets for a gun she inherited from her father and unleash her pit bull to roam freely on her property. I'm Ed Donahue.
2: Wow. And um, James Carville, the Democratic uh, strategist. Uh, he said on a podcast that's now been uploaded to YouTube. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Don, uh, Donald Trump had, had bloody fingers. His fingers were all, all, all bloody, maybe from banging on the table. Anyway, James Carville believes that the sores on his hands may indicate that Donald Trump has secondary syphilis. He's got the clap. I mean, that's serious. I, I remember, you know, in, in, in grade school when we were first learning about things like syphilis, uh-huh. we were told that it, it could make you crazy.
3: I think there's no way Donald Trump has such an advanced case of syphilis that it's creating sores on his hands. I would think that he's
2: got better access to health care than that. but I would think so, too. I mean, because as president, he would have been tested over and over for a lot of different things. So I, but can, Do you but, think the White House Office of Medical
3: Personnel would have told us if the sitting president of the United States had syphilis? Probably not. No, they wouldn't have told give him, us. Give him some antibiotics. He'll be done with this in a week.
2: Because, yes, he would have well, been. So would I, have I, 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 don't, I don't believe this, but this is on social media. Hashtag syphilis Don was trending on social media. But I want to address it because it's out there. But I don't believe that Donald Trump has secondary syphilis. But James Carville, you know, I mean, look, these people will say, um, you know, crazy things sometimes. President Biden met with Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and other officials yesterday um, for complex talks about something being done about the U.S. border plus aid for Ukraine and Israel.
0: While President Joe Biden's national security team sought to underscore the importance of unlocking Ukraine funding, House Speaker Mike Johnson continues to push the White House and Senate negotiators on immigration measures that go beyond what some say Biden is willing to accept.
1: We understand that there's concern about uh, the safety, security, sovereignty of Ukraine, but the American people have those same concerns about our own domestic sovereignty and our safety and our security.
0: Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that there was large agreement amongst the attendees that Congress needed to act on both Ukraine and the U.S. border. I am more optimistic than
3: ever before that we'd come to an agreement. I put the chances a little bit greater than half now, and that's the first time I can say that.
0: The meeting comes as Congress is about to quickly approve temporary funding to avoid a government shutdown and as the supplemental aid package sits undone during the immigration and border talks. I'm Lisa Dwyer. You know, I think
2: we, the American people, have had an impact on on the two parties coming together and maybe finally doing something about the border, because on this show, we've talked about it. It's obvious that neither party really wants to solve the problem. They might say they do, but they're not working together. And that's what it's going to take to do something to start to clean up the problem. There's no way to solve it overnight. But the Biden administration has been very anemic with its um, handling of, of the border. It was a crisis when Trump was in office and it's only gotten worse. So I do hope they come together and, and get something done about that. And maybe the voice of the American people calling out Republicans and Democrats for not working together and using the border as a political pawn as opposed to an issue that needs to be solved. Maybe that's finally reaching the politicians. A scathing Justice Department report is describing cascading failures and a lack of, of urgency by police officers who botched the response to the Evoldi Elementary School shooting Two years ago,
1: their loved ones deserve better standing before the families of the 21 people killed in Uvalde, a failure that should not have happened. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the most significant failure was officers waiting far too long to confront the gunman who was killed roughly 77 minutes after the first officers arrived on scene. Lives would have been saved. Perhaps including Lexi Rubios, whose mother Kimberly said on KSAT she's frustrated the department's long report does not name the officers who failed her daughter and the others.
0: My child, their children, they are named in this report because they are dead. Everybody should have been named.
1: Sagar Magani, Washington.
2: I agree. You know, the only way we protect the image of good police officers, and there are a majority of great police officers who do their job every day. Majority, overwhelming majority of police officers are great police officers, dedicated officers. But the only way we protect their image is to name and call out the bad cops. And calling out the bad cops does not mean you do not support the police. In fact, just the opposite. Having the courage to call out the bad cops actually means you support the police. All right, let's get to a couple of calls here. Let's go to Metairie and Helda. You're on WWL. Good afternoon.
5: Hi. I'm calling about when you were talking about living downtown. I used to live on the same floor with you. Oh, Um, great. Great hair, old lady. And moved down there in 2012. But in 2020, I saw how things change. So that's the reason why I moved to Metairie also. Yeah. And I, when I moved in there, I told them that they was going to have to roll me out because I had enjoyed it so much. Yeah. But I had to get away.
2: Hilda, I so understand. Yeah, owned- I, yeah, I do. I, I, remember you, and you were just such a, yeah. a, a sweet person. Uh, but the good people moved out because they allowed the bad people to come in and take over.
5: Yeah, and I paid my rent faithfully too. That's what I'm saying. But things came that I had to go.
2: Well, Helda do, do you sorry feel? I'm
5: for what I heard yesterday.
2: Yeah, you feel safe now.
5: I feel safe now. Yeah. I feel safe now. And
2: And what you heard, what you heard yesterday just had to bring back memories of the thoughts that you had living in that area and how dangerous that area of the CBD has become.
5: But when I lived down there, to say old as I am, I walked any time of night or day yeah. and never had no fear. I would go to the beignet shop 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm. But now things have changed. So I'm not sorry at all that I move
2: away. Helda. it's a shame that bad people were allowed to chase the good people like you and me out. But I'm glad you feel safe. I'm glad you're listening and I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. Thank you. If you're on hold, stay with us. We'll get to uh, more of your calls and more of your texts are uh, coming up. If you want to join us with a comment, the Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right. So also uh, one of the artists, one of the stars for Jazz Fest 2024 is Hosier. And you remember this big hit from a few years ago. Take it to the church. Huge, huge hit. And Jazz Fest is, is awesome because of the response to every generation and and all demographics. And Hosier will attract a lot of um, younger people, but that's what Jazz Fest is all about. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on
4: WWL. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Some people may not know this, but uh, Ted Nugent was in the the band Damn Yankees, and and I really like this song. Um, high enough. Um, And so instead of playing cat cat scratch fever we've got a Ted Nugent um, uh, topic in our Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar. On this day in 2007 Ted Nugent showed up at the inaugural ball of Texas Governor Rick Perry. He was wearing a t-shirt with a confederate flag. He got involved in an angry monologue complaining about people who did not speak English. He brought a fake machine gun on stage with him. I I just couldn't bring myself to play cat scratch fever again so I thought I'd show a, a nicer, better side of Better musical side of Ted Nugent with damn Yankees. I thought musicians were supposed to stay out of politics. Well, they are, unless you're a conservative. Then you want people like Ted Nugent to do it. If you're a conservative, you don't want the liberals to talk about it, which therefore makes you a hypocrite. All right. I'm Scoot on the air. Let's go to uh, David in Atlanta. David, welcome.
1: Hi, Scoot. And speaking speaking of electric vehicles, there was an article in The Washington Post yesterday. A couple drove an electric vehicle from the Arctic... To the Antarctic uh, wow. pretty amazing story yeah uh, and when Trump talks evil of electric vehicles it scares me most people don't know this but we have to go to electric vehicles and I'll give you some scientific facts why it's true we're gonna have to generate electricity f- probably for another couple of decades using mostly fossil fuels however every unit of energy that you put into a gas tank of a combustion engine Every unit of that energy is wasted. It's given off in heat. However, with an electric motor, only about 20 or 30 percent of the energy that goes into charging a battery is wasted or given off in heat. So you could burn far less fossil fuels, which is more friendly to the environment, than using uh, combustion engines. And I'll say more about that in a minute and lithium is the metal of choice for electric value, uh, batteries because it's the lightest metal there is but it's very environmentally unfriendly to mine lithium china has a sodium oxide battery and Toyota is working on a uh... solid-state battery which should be available by the end of the decade which would greatly uh... reduce the amount of the harmful uh... causes to the environment being charged by mining lithium Now. NASA has a satellite that can observe the infrared heat from the planet Earth being reflected into the atmosphere, being absorbed by CO2. So CO2 is a greenhouse gas, no question or doubt about it. And the carbon is being absorbed by the oceans that we're putting into the atmosphere. The oceans are acidifying, and it's killing the planet. All right, know, David, we could, go on,
2: we could go on for hours about this, and it's an important topic. But, um, you know, there are, I, I don't think it's a good idea to force people to, to drive uh, electric vehicles, let the marketplace uh, decide. But I also resent the idea that uh, people uh, want to label people uh, wacko liberals if they drive an electric vehicle. And I don't like the idea that people political stereotype because somebody drives an EV.
1: Well, Scoot, you know, we, we're headed for another even hotter summer this year than last year. Electric bills are going to skyrocket, and people are going to literally die. The catastrophes around the planet with climate change is disastrous. We have to control the climate, and a big way to do that is switching to electric vehicles. Well, we have no would, choice it, it in order be, to save the planet.
2: Look, there there are, there are definitely are, are benefits to it, and as time goes on, I mean, technology is going to change and, and uh, change the, the problems that they have with batteries. Now, David, always uh, always great to get your, your insight. Um, but, I, I, you know, the the main topic today is just talking about uh, whether or not it's fair to label people who drive EVs. I, there there are advantages and dif- disadvantages, and we're not getting that uh, into that deeply here today. Let's go to James on the North Shore. Hey, James.
6: Hey, Scoop, man. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Sure. You know me, I, I get a little preachy, so just let that be known. And coming on right after David, man, this is going to be maybe too much liberal for some of your uh, listeners. I'm sorry, but... I was calling because I wanted to you know last week there was all the talk about Trump being uh, chosen by God. It was God's will for Trump to be here and all this. And what I see is God's will. And this, I'm bringing this to Biden. But when Biden's first wife and his child was killed in an accident, that's God's will. And his will then to take care of his children and still be in the Senate and ride back, back and forth is God's will. And then for his son, his closest son, his golden child, to be killed by cancer, that's God's will. That is God's will. And then the heart he had to still be there for his other son that brought shame that most families could not even handle with just kick their kids kid to the side. God's will cleared on his heart to love that son and still cherish him. That's the type of president I want. That's the kind of God sent will that I want to represent, right. be represented by. And James, it's and like, uh, the, Go ahead. No, thank you. No, go ahead, man. Just well, no, that you so it's, people it's, can it's, hear a little positiveness. It, no, it's, you it's, it's, uh,
2: it's great that you can, you can believe those things. But, yes, it did come up that... Uh, uh there uh, was there was talk uh, uh, somebody had once said oh it was mike uh, mike johnson the speaker of the house said it was god's will that he was risen to this position of power and then he was asked well was it god's will that uh, biden became president he didn't really want to answer that and there are people who are promoting the idea that um uh, god has um said that he wants trump to be president that he he that god wants trump to be president so Trump can save the world, and that's why God wants Trump to be president. I think it is ridiculous to use God as an endorsement because nobody knows. You can believe a certain thing, but you don't know, and you shouldn't be using God.
6: Amen. Thanks for having me on. All right, I'm glad James. we can have the right. conversation.
2: Um, I'm glad you called. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. So there's an article on our website, com. What can NOPD learn from JPSO crime-fighting success? What can New Orleans learn from from Jefferson Parish about crime-fighting? How about a lot? You know, one of the problems with New Orleans, and a lot of cities like New Orleans, and we've talked about this, is that this liberal mentality toward young criminals is only giving young criminals permission to be criminals. It's only encouraging it. And I realize that there's some really sad stories out there. There are. There are many exceptions. And there are heartbreaking sad stories about people who just got caught up in the wrong situation. But the overall liberal coddling, the suggestion of, of protecting and empathizing with the thug criminal to a certain point Is only encouraging them to commit more crimes. It's only encouraging them to teach other younger generations this is the way it is. You don't have to worry about this. And so the very people that could bring about change when it comes to fighting crime are refusing to address the core issue of the problem. And it's sad. And there is a big difference between Jefferson Parish and New Orleans. And it's not the fault, it's not the difference of the police officers, it's the difference of a mentality. There are signs that things are changing in New Orleans. Let's hope those are permanent signs. And let's hope that we keep going in the right direction. But make no mistake about it, the uh, the, the criticism of liberal mentality in cities and the, the pandering to the criminal is what is creating the problem. And so the only way things are going to start to turn around is if that stops. All right, on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture Calendar, it was uh, on this day in 1981. Wendy O. Williams of the Plasmatics, man, remember her? She had this like big blonde mohawk. I mean, she was rough. This was one of the so the, cool, one of the most interesting interviews I've ever I've ever done. You interviewed her? I interviewed Wendy oh O. My Williams. Plasmatics. She arrived um, on stage, and, and she was arrested on stage in Milwaukee. She was charged with simulating sex on this day in 1981, simulating sex with a sledgehammer and resisting arrest. A Milwaukee jury found that she was not guilty of assaulting a police officer or guilty of simulating sex with a a sledgehammer. The jury just ruled she was trying to really work real hard. Uh, (laughs) Wendy O. Williams filed a multimillion dollar civil lawsuit against the Milwaukee police uh, and they, a jury rejected her claims, but, you know, she wasn't thrown in jail. But, you know, listen, 1981, I mean, that was a time when they used to still arrest you for simulating sex with a sledgehammer. Not anymore. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. All right. Uh, coming up in the next hour, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of the teams that we might want to adopt on this show to pull for to uh, to get to the Super Bowl. You know, the Saints aren't in it, so it doesn't mean we have to, you know, stop watching and stop being interested. So let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of the teams that we would like to see go on to win. Um, also, we'll continue with uh, more of the Jazz Fest 2024 lineup. I'm Scoot on the air. It's Thursday, getting close to the weekend on WWL.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours